0: Hello, celebrity gossip enthusiasts. I'm Travis Cronin and you're listening to Us Weekly's Hot Hollywood Podcast. Well, and thank goodness I am joined by two leading ladies in the movie we call celebrity shenanigans. Beauty expert and Prince Harry's second wife, Gwen Flamberg. Oh, well, hello. And the intention clairvoyant possible witch, Sarah Huron.
1: Oh, hello. I have so many spells to cast again.
0: Well, my cohorts, this week is packed full of it. We have a Cayman Island cannibal, a rebellious acapella star held at gunpoint, a scorned ex-husband jealous of a former boy bander, a royal birthday, and we get the Samantha Jones blues. And Prince Harry has a ponytail? Um, It's a lot to get into here. So let's start with an easy celebrity intention, where we say what we want a celebrity to start doing, stop doing immediately. Sarah Huron, who is your intention for this week?
1: Can I just say that if Cayman Island Cannibal is not a lifetime movie in 2021, we have failed as a society. I cannot wait to talk about Army Hammer. But first, I need to brag about the fact that Olivia Jade, she heard me. I know I've said this before, but you guys, she's actually editing her first vlog in years. She teased season one, episode one. So she's, you know, gave herself a television show that she's posting to her YouTube channel. I'm so proud of her. I'm so excited. I'm sure it will literally just be her showing off her wispy bangs and, you know, walking around her apartment in new jeans. But that's what I need from her. You know, it's what I need.
0: She is so beautiful. And I really did. She has such like a drawing charismatic energy with her makeup tutorials. I'm really sort of on the bandwagon here, Sarah.
1: It's so weird. Like she literally says nothing but everything at the same time. But okay, we'll get to her again when she finally posts these, this okay. video that I've been waiting for for two years. Because I need to talk about the cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, that's right. If, mm-hmm. if you don't know, that is a show on Disney+. Plus. It's based on High School Musical the movies, and it's these kids, it's a scripted show, kind of filmed Office-style mockumentary, and it's about kids who go to the school that High School Musical was filmed at, putting on High School Musical as their production for the Spring Musicale.
0: What's more than what meta?
1: <laughs> exactly. So, to get even more meta, the two main characters allegedly dated during the filming of season one, not unlike Mr. Zach Efron and Vanessa Hutchins. And those two main characters played Gabriella and Troy in the musical version of the show. And they have since broken up, again, not unlike Mr. Zach Efron and Miss Vanessa Hutchins. And Olivia Rodrigo, who's the main girl, has launched her solo singing career and has the song called driver's license. That is quite frankly changing my life. Like okay. Spotify released the data. Now who needs bloody Valentine driver's <laughs> license will be my top song of 2021 without fail. And oh my God, it's about Josh and how he's now dating Sabrina Carpenter, another Disney star. And she literally sings about this blonde girl who he who he hangs out with now and how she's older than her and how she makes her insecure and how he taught her how to drive. And it's just like everything I've ever needed in life. And now Josh is about to release a song called "Lie Lie Lie." And I just need these kids to keep it coming. Keep the drama coming.
0: Ooh, that's good. I love a song battle.
1: Taylor Swift has commented. She approves. It's very much her. The lyrics are very Taylor Swifty, where the, it's like cryptic. We call them cryptic lyrics, but they couldn't be more clear, you know? We, and we love that in a 17-year-old Disney queen.
0: Oh my God. I hope the next one isn't T for Troy. It's T for Traitor. That's just her song and she just goes for it. Wow,
2: wow, 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 wow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Gwen Flamberg, is your intention for the cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series starring High School Musical, set in High School Musical?
2: You know, Trav, I think I'm going to give an intention to somebody that's going to feel a little bit more on brand for me. My intention is for Miss Anne Hathaway. who I don't know if you've heard. She is to be heretofore called Annie. Not just yep. to her friends, but everyone. But Miss Annie Hathaway has graced us with incredible glamorous red carpet shots a virtual red carpet for a film called lockdown which may be triggering to some yeah it's coming out on hbo max it is dropping january 14th it's dropping today i think well annie released three pictures in the most high glamour red carpet dresses you have ever seen. Thereby Versace, Dolce and Gabbana, Azaro. She is giving me the red carpet ponytail with curtain bang, the deep red lip, that red <laughs> carpet red lip of my dreams. I mean, it made my day, Trav. Because you know we haven't had any real red carpets. So thank you, Annie Hathaway, for bringing it to us. Continue, please. Even if you're not releasing a film. Just give us a little red carpet moment. Put on those form-fitting sequins at least like once a week. Come on.
0: I We are thirsty for red carpet photos. And I love the intention for all celebrities who have any projects or just like a Sunday coming up. Just call a designer. They got dresses that aren't doing anything. And just give us some red carpet moments. We are thirsty for these high glamour pictures. If I see a paparazzi photo of a celebrity with a mask, I'm going to yak. Okay. Or,
1: or an Affleck with Dunkin' Donuts.
0: Or, uh, you know, the Ben with Dunkin' Donuts I sort of enjoy. Yeah. I'll actually take most of those trying to figure out how many cream shots and sugars he has into it. It's a fun little game I play.
2: But did you guys see J-Lo in her J-Lo mask?
0: I did. Course, I did.
2: j had a customized, bedazzled J-Lo mask. Did you guys yeah. see J-Lo while she was on vacation in Turks and Caicos in her many bikini pictures? Oh, my God. Hot. I'll so- have what she's having.
0: Yeah. All therapy and a great diet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You guys haven't seen those shots. Go to usmagazine.com slash stylish. Immediately. You must see her in that one piece paddle boarding. You will never wear a bikini again because one pieces are sexier.
0: It's Thanks, true. J-Lo. 50 and 30. Well, my intention is for Mary-Kate Olsen. I was just so excited that we got to see her in this Zoom room divorce. My, inten- my intention for them is for Mary-Kate to adopt me because in her emergency <laughs> divorce filing, she said that her now ex-husband, Olivier, uh, left her in a $29,000 a month Gramercy Park pad, leaving the lease on her. So she just ran over to the Hamptons and had a $325,000 Hamptons rental for the summer. And these numbers on the rentals are just making me think that it's really, really nice inside. And I would like to be a part of your family. We have the same birthday. Things are going to go really well for us. And that is my intention.
1: Can I also just say that that screenshot from court was so Thrilling. And as you know, I may have bragged about on this podcast before, I was, you know, in a virtual attendance to at Lori and Massimo's hearings, but I was not allowed to take screenshots. There may have been a few Snapchats allegedly that were sent from someone not named Sarah Heron. but um the judge gave permission for them to take that photo and mary kate kind of did her little smile and it was so cute and i'm like so pissed that um the judge didn't give me permission to take my photos of Lori and massimo
0: <laughs> it was her good like eerie creepy witchy like just a little bit smile i don't even well, it's know it's how-
2: smile you know how the olsen smile they say the word prune and that's how they get the original ducklip you guys
0: oh god prune. it's haunting and beautiful
2: prune. Say it with me. Prune. Prune. Prune.
0: Prune. Well, Well, speaking of snacks, let's talk about Call Me By Your Cannibal.
2: Oh, my God.
0: Oh my God. So, Army Hammer, I don't know if you guys haven't heard, but if you haven't, you are in for a jolt of electricity this morning. So, there are a lot of claims um, of sexting with women who were not his wife, women he had affairs with. These alleged mistresses leaked, screenshotted text messages and DMs from Army. And while this would have been scandal enough that he was just cheating on his wife a whole bunch, the content of these text messages and screenshots are baffling. I'm going to read you as many as I feel comfortable with. Let's start up
1: here. Again, a very alleged, very alleged. He has denied kind of that these are from him, but they are wild.
0: We're going to get to his light denial from here. Yes, allegedly. Here they are. I am 100% a cannibal and I want to eat you. I need to drink your blood. Why the distance? So hard thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling it when it beats. And in 2013, he spoke to Cosmo and talked about his sort of aggressive sex life, saying that he used to be a dominant lover, but claimed that his sexual appetites have changed during his relationship in marriage with Elizabeth Chambers. He said, well, if you're married to a feminist, as I am, then it's, I don't know how much we can put out there without my parents being embarrassed, but I used to be like a dominant lover. And speaking of dominant lover, he also said in these alleged text messages, I will own you. That's my soul, my brain, my spirit, my body. Would you come and be my property until you die? if I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it in my pocket so I'd always have a piece of you in my possession. And the next text message I'm really going to skip because it's super graphic, but it does involve a uh, trigger warning rape fantasy and you can go look those up online if you want to. I do not want to read it. So Army Hammer released a statement from his rep saying I'm not responding, well, he is responding to these bullshit claims but in light of the vicious and surreptitious online attacks against me, I cannot good conscious. Now leave my children four months to go shoot a film in the Dominican Republic. Oh yeah, I'm sure that's this why was... he's not
2: in the film trap.
0: <laughs> that, yeah, that totally makes sense. And this was a movie he was supposed to star in with the hot bikini babe, Jennifer Lopez, <laughs> a Lionsgate film, and a production spokesperson said in a statement, given the imminent start of a shotgun wedding is the name of it army has requested to step away from the film and we support his decision now all of this is crazy enough but it comes just after a week after he reunited with his children in the cayman islands following a 14-day quarantine and he was separated from a while for that i mean i don't even know where to begin sarah huron what do you think of these insane messages
1: i think it's I would love to imagine like Jennifer Lopez calling Lionsgate and being like, get Army Hammer the hell away from Shotgun Wedding. I'm not filming this movie, this romantic comedy with a guy who wants to cut my toes off or my fingers or any of my phalanges like this is insane. This is insane. And he, his statement makes it even more confusing. I don't, I'm not addressing it, but I'm addressing it. This is bullshit. Like, wouldn't you want to really deny this insanity
2: that that these messages that people claim they're altered or something? Like, this is insane. I don't think there are just too many instances. And you know, as we always talk about, where there's smoke, there's salmon. So Mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, 100% legit, like these are his kinks, or if... You know, some of it was kind of in jest. It's just there are too many instances with too many girls. And the thing that I found most disturbing is that there was a text exchange that came to light where he basically like threatened someone's life really horribly. If his wife found out about this, whether it was just a an emotional text affair that he was having or something had actually happened, he like said he was gonna behead someone. You know, like this is not, this is crazy. It's crazy, crazy. crazy,
0: and I've seen American Psycho, and he is giving me all of those vibes. And I saw this tweet that was saying Army Hammer has definitely killed someone, and we just don't know about it. Now that I'll
1: never, I'll never watch those few episodes of Gossip Girl that he plays Serena's boyfriend <laughs> the same way again. That's all I have to say because I've never seen Call Me by Your Name. Um, and I would also like to say that my favorite was there was like one of these screen, uh, one of the alleged screenshots, and it was like something about cutting off a finger and eating it or a, a heart. Yeah. dear heart. And then it just said, you have blocked this user. Yeah, like, oh, finally, this girl had enough.
0: <laughs> and when the text messages first came out, and I saw the headline, I was like, "Oh, he's going to be like, oh, I want to lightly choke you and like tie you up or whatever." We're going to be like, "Ooh, army hammers, crazy kinks." But no, he wants to drink blood, cut off appendages, eat them, feel the beating heart. I mean, this is I can't hammer in enough how hammer <laughs> in enough that this is American <laughs> Psycho. It's insane. Um, Gwen, are you has your attraction for him dwindled? Do you think he'll ever work again?
2: You know, Hollywood works in strange ways, Travis, where people like go away for a little bit and then they do a mea culpa and they come back. But this is like some crazy shiz because really I think he was thought of as like this wholesome dude in Hollywood who was best known for like always wearing track suits. You know, like he was married to this like yeah. glamorous woman who was super smart and well-respected and like he always wore track suits and he, you know, has had some beautiful acting roles you know I didn't catch him as Serena's boyfriend but call me by your name was pretty spectacular I I just find it you know especially in the time of of me too it's like just insane to me how people do these things and they think that they're not going to get busted it's it just smacks of malignant narcissism and I think that we've all had a little bit too much of that and as a society we're Getting on the other side of it. So I, I don't know. This could be really damaging for him. But, you know, this might be like it wouldn't surprise me if by the end of the week or maybe by the end of next week, we hear that he is in rehab. In
0: treatment, yeah.
2: Hopefully. In treatment for sex addiction or for something. But this is clearly like homeboy needs help
0: yeah and there's a bunch of videos that have just come out of him with some white powdery substances and drinking while driving so maybe i mean but these text messages there is no drug on earth i think except for maybe the bath bath salts moment (laughs) that can excuse these types of alleged text messages I mean, super gross, Uh, best to Elizabeth Chambers if you wanna support her. Her bakery in Dallas is lovely and you could order from online. She has a great granola and she needs your support. (laughs) Well, (laughs) let's go on to a story that just keeps getting wilder and wilder in a combative direction. Sarah here on You Know What I'm Talking About, Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles. There is a lot of he said, she said back and forth. Tell us what's going on and then I wanna hear who everyone believes.
1: Right. So what a transition, by the way, from cannibalism <laughs> to a wild relationship. You really sold it there. Um Thank you. Yeah. Obviously, last week, you know, we were freaking out over these photos of Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde at his manager's wedding holding hands. We know they're working together on the movie Don't Worry, Darling. Um, and we know that she, her and Jason Sudeikis broke up sometime in 2020. But there's been a lot of conflicting reports and sources from both sides kind of saying different things. Things. Um, we have a full timeline on usmagazine.com written by yours truly um that breaks it down. But some of the highlights are. You know, there are some sources saying that they were just had this chemistry on set. It was, in, it's instantaneous. There was no stopping them. It was only a matter of time to get together. Quote, whether Harry knows it or not, he was a reason for the split and it blindsided Jason. He totally adores Olivia. He's devastated. But there's other sources telling us that this is not Harry's fault, claiming they broke up in early 2020. Quote, mm-hmm. she and Jason were having issues for a long time before Harry came into the picture. There was no cheating on Olivia's part. So she fell for someone while the two were separated. Mm-hmm. Um. Either way, I feel like Jason Sudeikis isn't thrilled about this turn of events, whether it, you know, and we know that this movie, Harry got cast in this movie, the news broke in September. It was filming by October. There was a shutdown in November but there was all those photos of Jason and Olivia, like being all flirty on the beach also in September, October. And then the breakup news was confirmed in November, but sources from the beginning were saying they've been Rocky for a while. And now Harry and the romance was confirmed in January, but they were full on together. So who knows how long they've been a thing, but I don't know. I'm kind of team. I love Harry styles. Like I love his music. I think he's gorgeous, but I'm kind of, kind of team Jason Sudeikis. I don't know why.
0: I, uh, it's, Such a tough situation for me because there really is so much conflicting. Jason's side is saying that this is cheating. This is brand new. Olivia's side is saying she moved to California in early 2020 and they were completely separated. And even though they saw each other and were friendly, the photos weren't of them kissing or being overly romantic. So it could have just been they were separated and they're still friends. And then she fell in love with Harry Styles. So I'm on team Olivia and Harry and sort of think that Jason is lashing out Gwen flamberg who are you siding with in this one
2: i always sort of feel bad for the person who's like left in the dust right so like i feel bad for jason sudeikis but i just love harry and olivia as a couple i really do and i also you know like who knows guys like this might not last and you know i also always believe that a you know a third party doesn't break up a relationship. The relationship is over before that happens. It's just the third party becomes the conduit. Um, so so Gwen, let's see what you, happens. Don't,
1: you don't blame Angelina for the demise of your favorite couple?
2: Oh, I don't really. In hindsight, I kind of blame him more than I blame her. But also, have you ever seen Mr. And Mrs. Smith, Sarah Here, I, have, I, I have. have. Because if you watch Mr. And Mrs. Smith, you can feel the chemistry <laughs> jumping off the screen. So, you know, who could blame them?
0: That's the only good part of that movie, actually, is their chemistry. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's farcical. Yeah.
0: Well, this is uh, hopefully this will be the biggest week of them blowing up at each other and we can just sort of move on to celebrating Olivia and Harry's relationship. But I guess if anyone was left for Harry Styles and like a young, super successful rising star, I'd be super pissed, too.
1: Um, well, I'd leave anyone for Harry Styles, too. So I don't I'm not mad at Olivia. I'm just saying maybe poor Jason, you know, I I, kind of believe there's there's a little something here that's not as clean cut as some people might want us to think
0: okay okay well we're so sorry jason well next we have um the most horrifying experience for rebel wilson other than seeing the cats movie for the first time rebel wilson was held in gunpoint at her trip to mozambique she was on a show called sky straight Talkin', which is going to air on january 14th Um, it must be a british show because i've never heard of it and she had traveled to mexico with the host aunt middleton who she shared that she was once kidnapped at gunpoint while she was in Africa. She said, quote, it was in rural Mozambique. We were on this cattle truck and these men came on another truck with a lot of guns. They pulled up beside us and the with the big guns. And they were like, yeah, you got to get out of your truck. Wilson said that they were taken to a house and held overnight. And she said, well, you might be imagining how you'd react. She said she was impressively one step ahead. She said, I felt like I was very good in the crisis. I was a team leader. They sat us down. I said, everyone link arms because I was petrified in the night. They might want to take one of the girls or something. Fortunately, they were all unharmed and they were released the following day. The rebel said they came and said, your truck is ready now. You can go, go, go. And she said, just like that, we got back on the truck, got out of there and crossed the South African borders a few hours later. And she was asked by the host about why they were kidnapped. And she says, I think maybe those guys um, used us to smuggle illegal things in the bottom of the truck. So they were just sort of using them as like a barrier, but it's sort of a a crazy story. Um, Gwen Flamberg, have you ever been held at gunpoint in a foreign land?
2: Thank God, no, I can't count that as one of my many experiences, trash
0: <laughs> Okay, good. Sarah Heron, okay. what did you think of when you saw this story? I was very proud of Rebel for like the linking arms and like staying level headed. She always seemed like that kind of person, but this is cool.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess good to know that Rebel Wilson's good in a crisis. I don't know if we'll ever cross paths, but also happy for her that she's okay i mean gotta love fat amy pitch perfect iconic i don't know this is a lot (laughs) this week has been insane 2021 is unhinged on it is. In. I will say all
0: of the news stories are sort of insane. Well, but we have one that's a little bit of lighter fun 2019 celebrity drama. Well, uh, we're moving on to The Pebble in Carrie Bradshaw's Manola Blahnik. Sarah Huron, tell us what is going on with Sex in the City 3 for HBO Max.
1: You guys, the girls are back in town, but Samantha is probably dead.
2: <laughs> um You know, obviously I sex think she's probably Living back in LA Maybe she got back together With Smith Let's hope not. Smith
1: I kind of want yeah. her to be dead I don't know why
2: Um, I'm just
1: dark <laughs> Um. Anyway
0: She listened to my Bloody Valentine Way too many times last year
1: <laughs> I guess so Um. So obviously Sex in the City Ended its original Six season run on HBO Back in 2004 And then we had Sex and the City 1 In 2010 And Sex and the City 2 In 2012 Sex and the City 1 Fabulous Sex and the City 2 left you know a lot to be desired um and then there's been speculation basically ever since that there's going to be a sex in the city third movie and then finally like two years ago it was pretty much shut down completely because Kim Cattrall who played Samantha was like I'm never going to be Samantha again I don't like Sarah Jessica Parker I hate this show and kind of unleashed like decades of anger about sex in the city, which was kind of a lot. And Sarah Jessica Parker has always maintained. I have nothing but love for Kim Cattrall. Like, I don't know where this is coming from kind of thing. And Kristen Davis and Cynthia Nixon have stayed pretty neutral, but are definitely, you know, Close with SJP. And yeah. now HBO Max has officially given a 10 episode green light to And So It Goes or something like that, a Sex in the City revival series. It's called the- and just like that. And just like that. Sorry. And just matter. like that. How she would end her columns sometimes. Right. Well, I couldn't help but wonder why they named it that. Um- <laughs> So Sarah Huron. Thank you. Thank you. Um, The girls are back in town, but Kim Cattrall of course is not going to be part of it. They haven't confirmed anyone else. Um, In her Instagram comments, Sarah Jessica Parker is kind of playing coy about, you know, whether big will be back and all those other familiar faces, but we know we have Miranda, Carrie and Charlotte, you know, running around New York city for at least 10 more episodes. How do we feel about it? I'm
2: really, really freaking psyched.
0: I think that they're gonna need like a sassy gay friend to like be the like slut of the show. I think they're gonna need like you one of her Stanford gay is friends. they old
2: now. They, they need something new and exciting. I, you're never too old to
0: be a slut, Gwen. I think Stanford could come in and just be like, oh ho ho, you know, why don't you come up and see me sometime or well, like whatever. Because
2: Stanford and Anthony are married now, and maybe they have some, you know, like protege who lives with them, like a houseboy.
0: Yeah, that, see, I like that. They're going to need something like that. But I mean, Sex and the City is fantastic. The clothes are great. I love the characters. I can't wait for it to come back.
1: Yeah, I feel like maybe what's going to be interesting because obviously like every character had relationship storylines, but Samantha obviously was like the raunchy one where we got a lot of stuff from. And I feel like that would have been very interesting to explore in today's world of, you know, army hammers out there, throuples, (laughs) and a lot has changed since, you know, they were on HBO the first time. But it makes me almost think that this show is going to be a lot more, like, emotional and those episodes of Sex and the City that are driven more with, like, kind of like the the first movie. Yeah, when, like, her and Big don't get married and it's, like, very, like, angsty and depressing. I almost feel like it's going to be, like, kind of, like, dark like that. And that's why I think they might kill Samantha because there was also all these reports that (laughs) in the third movie they were going to kill Mr. Big. Right. So I feel like, and if without Samantha, who's going to be like being all raunchy? Like, I don't know. I'm going to watch it, obviously. And anyone who says they're not is lying. But it's going to be, I don't know. I feel like it might have a different tone. And I heard from a
0: source when this was going around the first time that they were planning on killing off the Samantha character and that she was going to be dead. And it was for storyline purposes, but also out of vengeance (laughs) to her.
2: And they're like, well, now you're dead. You know, listen, anything is possible with those girls. However, we'll just have to wait and see. Filming starts this spring, right? So we should have it... Late summer, yeah, early fall, bring it. Yeah,
0: probably late summer. Well, now on to story time hour. This one's called The Prince and the Strawberry Ponytail. (laughs) Gwen Flamberg, tell us if Prince Harry is rocking a sexy low pony.
2: I mean, it's entirely possible if you believe Rob Lowe, who, by the way, is another one of my personal heartthrobs, I blame Billy Hicks, his character in *Saint Almost Fire*, for the reason why. I'm a bit of and
0: attractive. Yeah, we love him.
2: I mean, he's the hottest ever. But anyway, Rob Lowe was on *The Late Late Show* with James Corden, and he was telling him, you know, he also lives in Montecito, Santa Barbara, as Harry and Meghan do. And Rob Lowe was telling James Corden that he was driving in his car and he saw who he believed to be. Prince Harry also driving in a car, and he thought that he had a ponytail. He told James Gordon, I just ran into your countryman, the English treasure Prince Harry at the stoplight 10 minutes ago. He lives about a mile from me. He's been very reclusive. Seeing him in the neighborhood is like seeing the Loch Ness Monster, and I finally saw him. I finally saw him driving his car. It was very, very quick. Don't totally quote me on it, but it looked like he was wearing a ponytail. I'm just saying it looked to me as a casual observer that his hair had grown very long and was pulled back very tightly. But what I can only assume was a ponytail. And of course, you know, James Corden, like, wasn't buying it. But Lowe claimed to have followed Harry in the car to see him pull into his driveway at the house that is known to be Harry and Meghan's home. So Rob Lowe stalker much? Kind of, but... You know, I don't know. I'm not mad at the idea of those thick, luscious ginger locks pulled into a little man pony or man bun. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a little into it.
0: I just don't think it's uh, possible throughout science and biology with his hairline and the hairline in that family, especially the back of the heads, to actually create a ponytail that's not, you know, uh, kung fu inspired, if you know what I mean, <laughs> with a little hole and then a little rat tail in the bottom.
1: What if what if it was like a wig or a clip on for a disguise and Rob Lowe just blew up a spot?
0: That's what I thought it was, too. I thought this was very, like, Bachelor contestants. Uh, don't forget to listen to Here for the Right Reasons podcast. Um contestants so
1: good this season. The first two episodes about Matt James' season, like, they're blowing up the internet. But anyway, back yeah. to Harry.
0: Yeah, the, well, when the Bachelor contestants pick each other and want to see each other, they usually, you know, don some wigs, they change up their style and sneak into each other's houses. So I really hope that Prince Harry does have, like, a pop-and-go, like, clip-on ponytail that he just uses to hide himself. From I mean, wouldn't it be Lassie. funny
2: if he just had a like clip in ponytail rather than like a whole like white, jo- like a blonde John Denver bowl cut wig, you know, like that would throw people off the trail.
0: It sure would. And uh, Rob Lowe, I don't think it's stalkery that he sort of followed Harry into his home. Because who Anyone would do it. We want to see. They're so private. We want to see.
2: Stars are just like us.
0: They have clip in ponytails. Now it's time for everyone to grab your best driving club and aim for the headlights because we are about to putt-putt into some golf drama. Sarah Huron, tell us about the new Tiger Woods documentary and all of the amazing revelations it unfurled for us.
1: Travis, you had time this week for these intros. I am here for them. They are wonderful. Oh, thanks. Paints. Yes, as someone who, you know, spent two summers in golf camp. I am very qualified to discuss Tiger Woods new, uh, HBO Max documentary. Um, yes, I growing up in middle Incredible. school, I would I had like a it was like a day thing that I would go a few times a week, maybe once a week, I kind of blocked it out. And I had like my own set of pink golf clubs. I had the cute Good. clothes. So um, you know, shockingly, it didn't really last into high school, and I, I still am not very good at golf, but I, I did learn, I won one putting contest.
0: Okay, well, that that definitely qualifies you to talk about this Tiger Woods documentary.
1: Yes, okay, so this is a two-part Tiger Woods documentary called Tiger. He is not associated with the documentary and has made it very clear to his publicist that he is not on board with this documentary, and part one came out last Sunday, and part two is out this Sunday, and part one kind of did a lot of just, like, Tiger's background, and you learned so much about his death. Dad and like the pressure he was under from like since two years old to kind of be this golf prodigy his kindergarten teacher was in the documentary talking about how Tiger wanted to try new sports in kindergarten and his dad was like no like there's like some they pulled some people out of the woodwork for this there was a bunch of his teachers his high school girlfriend who read the letter that Tiger broke up with her through um, that was pretty much just like my parents and I don't ever want to hear from you again after a three-year relationship like we're over because he was like 19 years old and was about to be the biggest thing in the world mm-hmm. which is Kind of crazy. Um, but to come is obviously going to be the Tiger Fallout. It ended the best part of, I mean, the whole thing was interesting. And I don't obviously know that much about Tiger Woods' golf game. So I learned a lot and it was interesting to hear about the pressure he's under, but it made you very sympathetic to Tiger, which I think was the point yeah. because it ended with the infamous <laughs> Rachel, you could tell, coming out and sitting down in front of the cameras, going, So, what do you want me to talk about? And then it ends. So then part two is going to be like her first big like revelations. And she's been doing some press about it, but basically not saying anything because I think HBO is making her save everything for this part two. So I don't know. Right when you had Tiger being like, oh, it's not his fault. He was under all this pressure from his parents and him and Elon had this cute little marriage that just didn't end well. And then, bam, she shows up and it's obviously one of many. And I'm so excited for part two.
0: Uh, seriously, the adulteresses, that's who I really want to hear from. You could tell it's going to be good. Um, <laughs> any any time to use that pun with her last name. Um, Gwen Flamberg, what are your thoughts about all this tiger stuff coming to light now? Do you care? Do you want to see it?
2: I do want to see it because I'm always fascinated by that story. You know, again, it's like that level of narcissism where you can somehow believe. I mean, here's the thing. He was such a master manipulator that he had 22 babes on the hook and they all thought that they were the only one. So I find that fascinating. I do. I, I just I could hear about it all day.
0: Oh my God, I'll never give up the chance to talk about when I saw Tiger Woods fall on the floor directly in front of me at the Met Gala after party. And he was like so drunk and zonked out of his mind and whatever and went up those little stairs at the boom boom room and then just slowly fell while I was like two inches from him just staring at me in the eyes with Lindsey Vaughn behind him trying to catch him. Now let's move on to a star who we are absolutely hoping is saved by science. We're talking about the Screech, Dustin Diamond. Some <laughs> sad news. His team confirmed to us that the Saved by the Bell star has been hospitalized and cancer seems to be the likely pro- prognosis. Um, Dustin's team told TMZ that he was hospitalized in Florida this past weekend after feeling pain all over his body and a general sense of unease. TMZ was told that he was taken to the hospital where docs are running a number of tests trying to figure out exactly what is wrong with him, but sources say his medical team is concerned it's cancer, and they started a biopsy, and it's really sad. Sarah Huron, I know you watched Saved by the Bell reruns a little bit. Um, Thoughts?
1: Oh, yeah. I'm a Saved by the Bell stan. I've seen the original series several times, including the college years, and I watched the reboot because I, you know, have time, apparently. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, obviously this is sad. You never want to hear this about anyone. Um, I'm hoping maybe in some crazy way this will connect Dustin to his Saved by the Bell co-stars because I know, obviously, he's kind of been separated from them since the show ended and went down a different path. We'll put it that way. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was the only one who wasn't in the new show at all. Lisa Turtle, at least Got a cameo, even though the other ones were much more fe- heavily featured in producing. So I would yeah. love for um, you know Zach Morris to reach out to Screech. And maybe see if he can do it. If they get a season two of Saved by the Bell two give him maybe a little FaceTime scene or something too. And maybe something good will come out of this because it's it's sad, you know. You don't you don't ever want yeah. to hear this.
0: Yeah, we're hoping that he it's not cancer and he's absolutely fine. But this will bring the cast the cast like much closer together. Um, well, now this story this now this story that I'm calling Die Hard without a mask. Bruce Willis <laughs> was kicked out of a store in Los Angeles for not wearing a mask. So Bruce Willis was in L.A. at a Rite Aid on Monday and then was kicked out after he refused to wear a mask. Um, A source told Page Six that people inside the store became upset with Willis, who wasn't wearing a mask, despite having a bandana tied around the bottom of his neck, which he easily could have pulled up. And he just refused to do it and was kicked out of the store. And he had this huge bandana on his neck. And it seems a little strange and off-brand, for him, because he doesn't seem like a person who, you know, really doesn't believe in science. This was a sort of strange little moment. Um, You know, no one's had any comments on this. Let's go to
1: a, Just a wear Willis? your damn mask, Bruce Willis. Like, get over yourself.
0: Yeah, wear your mask. We don't want you to die hard. All right, there ain't no party like a Kate Middleton party because a Kate Middleton party is full of diamonds and quiches. Gwen flamberg <laughs> tell us about Kate Middleton's royal celebrations.
2: Well, you know. I would have pegged Kate to be a gal who loved chocolate, but that's just not so, Trav. So, you know, Kate Middleton turned 39. I can't even believe it, but she is the most gorgeous and glamorous mother of three. And of course, she had a low-key party to celebrate at Amner Hall. The kids, George, Charlotte, Louis, they made their mom adorable cards using glitter, sparkles, paint, like the kinds of cards that you would love, Trav. I wonder yeah. if there was any like pink Swarovski going on there. They picture- I sent her one
0: like that, yeah. Of
2: course you did. They picture flowers from the yeah. garden. And of course, you know, William, he made all sorts of delightful tea fare, including quiches, tea sandwiches. And of course she had a big old cake that was not chocolate. It was vanilla and caramel. Also delightful, it had 39 candles on it. I'm surprised they didn't burn down that dang Amner Hall. <clears throat> but, you know, for Kate, it's a thought that counts. And it didn't stop William from splashing out. He surprised her with a stunning pair of diamond and sapphire earrings. And, you know, of course, she does wear that. Sapphire engagement ring that was at one time William's mother, Princess Diana. So we know that she loves diamonds and sapphires. You know, stories are just like us.
0: Oh, it's a cute little reprieve from the cannibalism of this weekly hot Hollywood podcast this week. Um, you know, happy for Kate, happy for her glitter cards, Sarah. So what do you think Meghan Markle sent to Kate Middleton?
1: Oh wow, what a cue! Um, <laughs> probably like a handmade card that she did her calligraphy (laughs) skills from back in the day
0: from the and Kanye wedding
1: yes um she definitely like did a very nice card and then didn't send a gift
0: oh okay see i think that she sent like a sort of like shady gift that was like a collagen anti-aging supplement so it was like but like it was like an appearance thing. So it was oh. like a sort of like a, a like a shady gift, like here's for your looks, with like a really like kill them with kindness card, because they're not mm. getting along well. Right. Those no, sources
2: you- tell us that the queen called Kate for her birthday. Mm. I wonder if the queen called Megan on her last birthday. Mm, probably not. I'ma say, no. I'm say no. I'ma say no. isn't it kind of
1: crazy that we're coming up on like the anniversary if it hasn't already passed in january of 2020 when they made this announcement that we were all like oh whoa what does this mean and then it soon it'll be march and it'll be like the last time they were all in the same room together and we watched that awkward like alleged snub like i really it's i can't believe how fast that went how long they've been pretty wild
0: Well, let's move on to some dirty dancing waxing. Um, Kira Sedgwick, also known as The Closer, was on Jimmy Kimmel this week, and she told him a story that I really loved. She said, it became clear at one point to me and to both of us that I needed a bikini line wax, the actress recalled, and part of me was like, how hard can it be? So she purchased an online kit, microwaved the wax, and a quote, assumed the position. And she decided to enlist her husband, Kevin Bacon's help with the intimate task. She (laughs) said, Kevin is like incredibly handy. I mean, he is really good at a lot of things. He's a good cook and he knows how to fix stuff. But as, you know... All of us know, especially Gwen Flamberg uh, stylish Get Trust With Us podcast host, wax uh, being a handyman doesn't always, you know, transfer over to being good at a wax. Nope. And that was true here. And Kira said, I'm not saying it was a disaster, but the fact that we did not have to go to the emergency room was just an absolute miracle. There were <laughs> moments where I was like, I thought you knew how to do this. And he was like, I didn't say I knew how to do this. You said I knew how to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Gwen Flamberg, what do you think was the part of the disaster in this bikini wax?
2: Well, here is if anybody has ever waxed themselves, you know that it just goes wrong when you try to pull that wax strip off. You yeah. can get the wax on. You can get the best placement with the strip. Then you try to pull that baby off. And for some reason, never works. Never yeah. really works. There's yeah. something that happens between pain and also like complete inefficiency because you don't. Wind up getting rid of all the hair, and you do wind up giving yourself hella uh, inflammation oh, yeah, you
1: got this one you gotta leave for the experts, girl. You can afford Something it. Things are best left to the pros. Yes. Absolutely, and by the yeah. way,
2: if you don't want to go to a salon to get waxed, you know there are all these amazing like wet, dry shavers that you can use. Yeah. in the interim. It's what I absolutely,
0: do. absolutely. You put some narrow, some beet on there. I let it oh sit God, for beat. ten minutes, I forgot about and then. Beat. And then you just shave it off in the shower after you leave it on for 10 minutes. Wax complete, follicles all loosened up. But what I think has happened here as someone who has experienced many bad waxing incidents in his teen years, I think he the waxing was, of course, insanely painful because he didn't pull the skin taut enough and probably wasn't that going life. with the grain of the hair. And then there was probably like one little like, white head that emerged from this. And you know when there's one white head, you can get like 40 in that area. So I think this was a bumpy bad Ooh, situation this is a lot
1: of analysis into her waxing moment
0: <laughs> oh well, i haven't even gotten to the most of it but i'll stop it from there <laughs> Sarah I will Duren, her.
2: what have you heard about matt james and tyler c getting waxed together didn't they like wax and they did bikini wax
0: yeah,
1: they did they went they for a youtube video you know you got to bring the content matt james tyler cameron's best friend you know his his bff is exploiting him on his youtube channel as his season <laughs> of the bachelors and is making him get waxed and it was a wild video to watch to say the least so thank you, you
2: guys we watched it Take a peek at usmagazine.com slash stylish. This is a stylish,
1: stylish here for the right reasons collaboration, if you will. Ooh,
0: I like it. (laughs) My favorite stylish here for the right reasons mashup of this week was when Matt James kissed that contestant with so much makeup without a setting spray. And he came back and his nose was just like a chalky, ashy white color from her foundation. I watched that gift several times
1: guys this season has been a gift for a, a gift for a lot of reasons um you know we have the same dresses we have now this makeup we have matt james kissing with his eyes open we yeah. have the queen i mean queen. it's really a lot to back. it's a lot to unpack and
2: i just love i love matt james like i think he's hot as hell and i also think he seems like the nicest like most decent person yeah,
1: i agree he's, he's
2: definitely easy to look at
0: <laughs> is he your favorite bachelor in recent memory sarah
2: Oh, you know, it's so
1: hard. Um, I think he's definitely, a lot of people say Ben Higgins was their favorite Bachelor and he definitely was great at it and was very cute. But yeah, I think Matt James is like bringing something a little extra for me.
0: Oh, great. Well, speaking of a little extra, do you know what it's time for?
1: Oh my God, are we going to box? It is time for Celebrity
0: Birthday Boxing Mania. Uh, ding, ding, ding. Ding, ding. Uh, uh. ding. Well, we have two bouts this week, and the referee is, of course, the amazing national treasure of this country, Betty White, who turns 99 this week. We are not going to put her in the ring, but, you know, there's a a few people in her age bracket who are in this fight. Gwen Flamberg, first bout is to you. Dolly Parton, who turns 74 this week, versus Rod Stewart, who is 76 this week.
2: I mean, Rod Stewart is a lovely fella. But nobody could beat Dolly. Forget it. She would just boom, boom, right with the gazongas and take them right out.
0: Oh, I love a boob punch in Celebrity Birthday Boxing Match. It's one of my favorite ways to get a KO. Sarah Huron, second round is to you. We have Evan Peters, who's 33 this week, and Jim Carrey, who is 58 this week.
1: Wow. Well... You know, allegedly Evan Peters had has been through a lot with, with during his relationship with Emma Roberts. <laughs> Jim Carrey also has some interesting romantic background. Yes, he does. Um I'll give it to Evan Peters. Oh, that's nice. He's
0: been through a few KOs of himself. So Mm -hmm. that's really good that he won this boxing match. All right, Gwen Flamberg, Evan Peters, uh, age 33, has just come out of his victorious match with Jim Carrey. But he is up against Dolly Parton, 74. What will happen?
2: I mean, bye-bye, Evan Peters. There's nothing to even say. There's nothing to even say.
0: Fantastic. I think she's going to smother him with her wig this time. I just
1: watched Nine to Five for the first time last weekend. What a treat. Oh, Oh, it's so lovely. Oh my God, I loved it. Iconic. Mm
0: And do you know that she wrote that song and plays the Nails and that all the background are her playing the Nails and she is qu- credited as Nails Dolly Parton?
1: I actually did know that because when I'm one of those people who whenever I watch the movie I'm reading the IMDb trivia facts as I'm watching. Right. So right. I learned a lot and you know, God bless. I mean I've always loved the song but I've never seen the movie but now I'm, I can say I'm a real fan.
0: It's great when kids brush up on their history. Well, that is all of the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us in this tumultuous but very interesting week of celebrity gossip. Hopefully there are less limbs devoured next week. And, you know, in the meantime, you can get all of your news at usmagazine.com. You can go to usmagazine.com stylish if you're feeling, you know, fashionable or want to get some makeup tips. If you like The Bachelor, here for the right reasons. And we will be back next week with an all new episode. Thank you guys for listening.